there, and welcome to another episode of Shouting in the Evening, brought to you by the Scheidt International Theatre Company. Please make yourselves comfortable. The performance is about to begin. that getting to do the puzzle is a big deal. They always bring it out in the week before Christmas and it's like some kind of event. Mind you, they make everything in here into some kind of event. I think it's their way of distracting us or making the time pass more quickly. It doesn't really work, but it's better than nothing, I suppose. What else can they do? Life is life and every day is just like every other day so in order to qualify for the puzzle you have to have been really well behaved and it's seen as a big privilege each person gets a whole day with the puzzle and they can do as much or as little as they want to there's no danger of the first person getting it finished in their day because it's a monster of a thing but that's another unwritten rule don't finish it. Leave enough for everyone. S- sometimes this place is so much like being back in school that it scares me. Just to be sure, though, they only ever choose three people to work on the puzzle, and apart from the year when Carol got food poisoning, it's always worked out pretty well. They make sure there's just three pieces left to go in by Christmas Eve, and all three lucky inmates get to put them in at the same time so they officially complete it together and then there's party hats and sausage rolls and Christmas music if I ever get out of here which I won't (laughs) I bet I wouldn't be able to celebrate Christmas without doing a stupid jigsaw puzzle first it's become such a way of life for us all now puzzle done equals Christmas is here they do make a big deal of Christmas in here, which is good. And and it's almost festive with the tree and all those wrapped empty boxes underneath. The wardens put up decorations and stuff. All of which is guaranteed not to catch light or strangle anyone in any other way. Lead to rioting or breaking down of the social order or whatever. It can't be too careful in here. I've heard about someone who killed themselves with a paperclip, so Christmas decorations would be easy-peasy. Today is my puzzle day. After all these years, I've still only done it once before, so it feels exciting. (laughs) It just goes to show how low my expectation of life has dropped in here. This year there's the added bonus that it's a whole new puzzle. For about the last billion years, they've used the same old puzzle, but apparently there was some kind of water leak in the storeroom, and now that one is just a pile of mush. It it was a cottage in the woods with a beautiful sunset and snow on the ground. I remember there was a bench outside the front door with a mug and a book on it, and there was a little wisp of smoke coming from the chimney. 
It was poor Schmaltz, but we all loved it. There's never enough beauty in here, and the view doesn't exactly take your breath away or anything. That puzzle brought us all a bit closer to the outside world, and sometimes it felt like a little holiday for everyone. I can't have been the only inmate to lie in bed at night and imagine living in that cottage. I knew just how it would be, sitting on the little bench in the evening light reading my favourite book, uh, Pride and Prejudice by the way, and sipping on my coffee when I'd hear the phone ring. Getting up and going inside I'd be chatting with a friend as I watched the sunset through my window and listened to the logs crackling in my little fire. I don't know if the new puzzle can live up to that, but it'll be interesting to see what they've chosen. <laughs> I just hope it's not one of those awful imposse puzzle things where it's all baked beans or white dots. They just might have a riot on their hands if that's the case. I'll start with the corners, because that's what Gran taught me to do. I never knew my parents, because they were a waste of space, but I had Gran, so that was okay. She wasn't some old biddy, though. She loved horror movies and sang karaoke at the pub, but she did love to do puzzles. And if you didn't start with the corners, then in her book, you were some kind of animal. <laughs> Find the corners, and the rest will come together by itself, uh, was what she always said. I wish I'd found the corners in my life. I thought that ha having friends was one, Gran another, then Sean and the kids made up the rest, done and done. Four corners, and now the rest will come together by itself. And when Sean started smacking me around, and my friend started avoiding me, and Gran told me to leave him, I could feel the corners buckling and coming apart, so I held on tighter. I held on to everything so tight and tried to keep it all square. Until Sean started hitting the kids, and that was when the corners just flew apart. That was when my water pipe burst and my puzzle went to mush. That was when I grabbed the first thing that came to hand and fought back again and again and again until everything went quiet. So now I'm in here and my kids are out there doing puzzles with Gran. I'm safe and they're safe, so it could be a lot worse. They'll come and visit on Boxing Day and tell me all about what Santa brought them and we'll all have a laugh and a cuddle and a cry and then Gran will squeeze me tight, kiss me on the ear and take my kids away again. But for right now, I get to do the puzzle. I get to do the corners and any other bits I want to do. I get to spend all day here in the corner of the rec room just putting piece after piece together. Time to let my brain dance around and my thoughts go where they want to. Time to just 
concentrate on the picture forming in front of me and not worry about work or arguments or any of that stuff. I just hope the picture's a good one. If it's soppy kittens or some double-sided nonsense, then there's going to be trouble. Find the corners and the rest will come together by itself. Find the corners and the rest will come together by itself. Edges. Everyone in here knows that getting to do the puzzle is a privilege, so I never thought that I'd get to do it this soon. Oh, this first year has been tough. No. Actually, it's been more than tough. It's been hell. If I knew then what I know now, well, that's probably what every single woman in here says to herself at least once a day. Then there's probably about 80% of those women who follow it up with something about being led astray by love, the love of a bad man. I always thought I was above all that. I was a strong and independent woman with her own car, her own flat and a successful job. I wore suits and heels, drank cocktails in trendy bars and owned a collection of high-end handbags. Summer in Italy, winter on the slopes, blah, blah, blah. <sighs> but apparently, all it took was one bad boy ski instructor with a sexy cleft in his chin. And there I was, standing in line at the airport and sweating about the packages taped to the inside of my suitcase. Silly, silly, oh, silly cow. <sighs> now I'm here, trying to find the edge pieces to a squillion piece jigsaw of the Zodiac. And he's probably in some ski chalet somewhere, romancing the next poor drug mule. Life is just not fair. But over the last year, I've learned to keep thoughts like that to myself. I also don't mention manicures, pedicures, handbags, cocktails, air miles, bistros, or anything that might get me beaten up. The first time it happened, I was determined not to let this place grind me down. If I wanted to talk about how lovely the Italian lakes looked at sunset, I was going to do just that, thank you very much. I took kickboxing classes. I could defend myself against some fat, greasy housewife. Or so I thought. Turns out that when you learn to fight on a housing estate, they don't care so much about form or function and pulling out hair or twisting a nipple. It's perfectly acceptable. I could show my old kickboxing class a thing or two now, I can tell you. Also, apparently, it gets you nowhere to say she started it, because you'll end up in detention or solitary just the same. Well, never let it be said I don't learn from my mistakes. And it's obviously paid off because I can now spend today doing this lovely puzzle and getting away from the oiks for once. Well, they're not all bad, of course. It's not unlike when I was at school. There's the in crowd, the geeks, the popular girls, you know. And once you learn where you fit in, it all gets a bit easier. I'm sure the next four years will just fly by. Not. Puzzle is quite lovely, though. Apparently the one they had before this was some awful watercolour thing with a twee little cottage and cross-eyed forest creatures. Just sounds like an absolute nightmare. This one must be a huge improvement. 
looks a bit like those tarot cards people buy and the zodiac signs are all there as well as constellations and other lovely markings that I don't recognise. It's quite dark with red and gold swirls here and there, but pretty easy once you get started. Ah, oh, the day has just flown by and I found almost all the edges now. <laughs> Yesterday's winner did the corners and then some of the signs right in the middle. I don't know why on earth she didn't start with the edges. I thought everyone knew to do that. My father loved to do puzzles, and every summer he would set one up on the table in the parlour and spend hours in there putting each piece slowly and carefully into place. Mother always said I wasn't to bother him, but if I stood at the door for long enough and kept very quiet, he would usually wave me in and let me sit on his lap and help him. Daddy was a lecturer, so the summer was really the only time I got to see him. He was much older than Mother, and she always said that they never planned to have children, but accidents will happen. <laughs> Which is a lovely thing to tell your only child, isn't it? Nothing like making me feel wanted, Mummy dearest. I got used to tiptoeing around Daddy's work and Mother's social life until I could move through the rooms of my house like a ghost and never be seen by either of them. If this were some classic novel, we would have had a plump and cheerful cook to take me under her wing and show me some affection, but it's not, and so we didn't. We had a gardener who seemed to be obsessed with picking his nose, and a cleaner who came every day, was deaf as a post and never said two words to anyone. Uh, but I can't complain. I had everything I asked for. They left me in peace to spend time with my friends or do my schoolwork, and I got to live in a beautiful house. All they asked in return was that I pass my exams, look presentable at all times, and do something for a living that they could boast about to their friends. Hmm, I'm not sure that serving time in prison for drug smuggling was quite what they had in mind, but it's certainly a talking point. Hmm. My puzzle day is nearly finished. There's only a few more edge pieces to put in place. Can't help but remember the sun shining in the window at home as Daddy and I sat, bent over the puzzle, not speaking, just nodding or shaking our heads as we fitted the edges slowly together. I remember being so close to him I could see where he'd missed some whiskers when shaving. I lived for the moments when he would smile at me, and I felt like the most important thing in his world. Everyone in here knows that getting to do the puzzle is sometimes a pain in the arse, but it's worth it for the time you get away from everyone else. The noise in here is enough to drive you bonkers. There's always someone kicking off or moaning about something. I usually try to find a quiet corner and just read or spend time with Stace, but it's noise, noise, noise in here 24-7. So, at least when you're doing your puzzle day, you get some peace and quiet for once. We got a new one this year, and it looks pretty good. I liked the cottage just because I'd done it so many times that it was sort of like an old friend. There was the bit that looked like the door, but was actually a tree. And there was that sticky piece right in the middle of the sunset that was always sticky no matter how often I wiped it off. I even liked the boss-eyed deer and the fat little squirrel. When you only do a puzzle once a year, it's like meeting up with your old schoolmates. <laughs> Wouldn't want to see them all the time, but once in a blue moon is okay. 
not that I get to do the puzzle every year. No one does. That would start a punch-up for sure. It's just that I've probably done it more than most. I'm a bit of a teacher's pet, I suppose. Anything for an easy life, though, right? Why make things hard for yourself? I see girls come in here and they're itching for a fight within about five minutes. They seem to think it's like some US crime drama in here. We're all bitch-slapping each other or trying to break out all the time. There's the usual trouble that you're bound to get when you put a bunch of people together and lock the doors, but nothing major. Bit of a push or shove here, some name-calling or hair-pulling, but we don't go around sharpening toothbrushes into knives or raping each other. There's a lot of lesbian relationships, obviously. Some are because they were lesbian or bisexual or whatever on the outside. But some are just because it's nice to have some sort of affection in your life. I'm not a lesbian, neither is Stace. If we were on the outside, I reckon we'd be friends, but certainly not lovers. Things are different in here, and normal rules don't always apply. As long as you're happy and you're not hurting anyone else, then why not? There's only about a dozen bits left to put in, so I keep taking some out and moving stuff around to make the time last longer. I've put the three bits over to the side that we'll put in right at the end when everyone's watching, but I've still got about an hour to go, so I might as well make the most of it. This is as exciting as life gets now, which is crazy. I used to love a bit of excitement, me. I was never home, always out with my pals and doing something crazy. We'd walk along the train tracks and dare each other to stand there until the train got close. Sometimes we'd go up in the bridges and drop stuff onto the cars below to see if we could make them crash. Stealing a car was nothing. Shoplifting was just a laugh. I mean, there was nothing else to do, really. We couldn't get jobs. If we went home, our parents would be either high or out or drunk or abusive. So we just stayed out and messed around. When you're young, you think you'll live forever, don't you? You think you're made of steel and Teflon and that stuff that Captain America's shield is made out of. Accidents happen to other people, not you. The boring policeman gives you the boring speech about how dangerous it all is. And then you go back to doing the same stuff again because he's old and knows nothing about you and your eternal life. Daft, really, now I come to think about it. Oh, thank God I never had kids, because I don't think I'd sleep a wink again. All it takes is a second. Just look down for a split second, because your mate has dropped their phone. And even though you're going at a hundred and there's a junction coming up, you're immortal. You've had a litre or two of cider and a huge spliff, but you're the best driver in the world, and your mate is the best mate in the world, and everything's just the best, 
and surely this stupid nicked car can just drive itself. I guess not everyone's as immortal as me. I guess even a deserted road can still have people walking down it. Not everyone's asleep in their beds while I drive around like something out of the wacky races. Fair enough. I've never argued with it, never done the whole poor me bit. I deserve it. I deserve this. I deserve wearing the same clothes and sleeping in the same bed and doing the same thing over and over until someone decides that's enough. I don't count days. I just put my head down and get on with it because I deserve it. I've made enough trouble in my time on this earth, so now I keep my head down and leave all that to someone else. I'll do the puzzle and put in my last bit and wear the stupid cracker hat like everyone else. I'll read out my dad joke and laugh at everyone else's. I'll eat the Christmas cake and crisps and be glad of it. Because it's a privilege. Being in here is a privilege. Doing this stupid puzzle is a privilege. Just being alive is a privilege. A guilty, undeserved privilege. And I'll never forget that. That was Corners, Edges and The Big Picture. All were written by Ali Gallo. Corners starred Rebecca Holborn. Edges starred Maria Oram. And The Big Picture starred Ali Gallo. Thanks go to our esteemed technical wizard, Ian, for sound manipulation and button wrangling. Join us again next week for another Shouting in the Evening production. Cheerio! Thank you.